The Get Real Indie Filmcast with Jeffrey Michael Bays and Forrest Day Jr. So I sent an email to John Rhodes, uh, the the Apu screenwriting contest people at Coverfly. I was asking him uh, how many submissions they've gotten so far. How many? For the the Apu screenwriting contest. Well, uh, he never got back to me. What? So uh, I was hoping uh, to be able to tell everybody uh, how many submissions they have. And so we don't know. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. (laughs) But uh, perhaps uh, we could gleam from that. Is it gleam or glean? With an N. I don't know. I would say glean with an N. Is it glean? Okay. I don't know if that's right, but that's <laughs> the way I see so, it. So we can glean from that perhaps that he's embarrassed of the numbers mm-hmm. and doesn't want to tell us how bad the submissions are. Maybe he doesn't like us. Uh, that could be. Maybe the interview was just so bad <laughs> on episode three. He's like, who are these guys? That, I don't uh, need to answer yeah. that. I don't yeah, know. We're not going to talk to them again. I don't know. Uh, he was a cool guy, though, <laughs> to talk to. So I'm interested in learning. We will find out eventually, and maybe it's after the contest we can share with people. Yeah. On the show today, we have Joshua Friedman, and he's created this new app that is going to revolutionize filmmaking uh, for the better. Mm-hmm. Crew Me Up, it's called. Crew Me Up, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. By the way, we also have later on in the show, you've heard of Save the Cat, right? I have, absolutely. It's um it's one of the best-selling screenwriting books of all time, and it's one of those books that, you know, it's a controversial book, by the way. I know. Uh because some people some people think it's uh, it's uh it's too easy or it's uh what they call a cookie-cutter screenplay. But no matter how you look at it, it helps you write a screenplay or helps you rewrite a screenplay because it kind of uh, kind of categorizes everything and streamlines everything. It's like a template. For good drama. Yeah, it's like a template. A template. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's like for. a template. It's like a template. So that is now on audiobook. Uh-huh. Very we well have, done. Very well done. We have the... Um, the engineers and all the people involved with creating that audiobook on the show today. So be sure to tune in and we'll have them in about 20 minutes. We got three people. We got Michael Ola, who is the audio acquisitions uh, person for Dreamscape. We got Eric Black, who is the audio engineer for the book, and Amanda Heilman, who is marketing for Dreamscape media. And you've actually heard a sample. They sent you a sample of this, right? Yes. And uh, it's, I, I must say it's narrated by George Newbern. Many people know who he is and uh, he's an actor and a voice actor and does a fantastic job with the book. I got to say it's enjoyable to listen to. And he speaks in a tone where you actually understand what he's saying. Hmm. So it's very personal, friendly, kind of a very friendly. That's, that's uh Good word to use, Jeffrey. It's friendly. When you listen to it, you're like, man, I could hang out with this guy. So you've been driving around listening. Yeah, with CDs, by the way. I I, I have the CD the version. CDs. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you know, once but I had they my- They also have a download. Yeah, once version. I had my A-track removed out of my truck, I put in a, a, you know, a cassette and CD player, so- <laughs> And maybe next you can uh, find a record player. Yeah. yeah. Install that in your car. Yeah, put an LP player in my truck. That would be so awesome. And then, you know, maybe 45s and all that. So 
But yeah, I those little uh, <laughs> those little cylinders. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, the wax cylinders. Right. Save the cat on wax cylinder. <laughs> that would be awesome. In your car, yeah, that'd be cool. Man, it was a hot day. I ruined my save the cat cylinder. It melted. <laughs> no, but it was oh, awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, we actually have a clip, by the way. Oh, good, good. Should we play a clip? Yes, let's play a clip. All right, here we go. Save the cat. Save the what? I call it the save the cat scene. They don't put it into movies anymore, and it's basic. It's the scene where we meet the hero, and the hero does something, like saving a cat, that defines who he is and makes us, the audience, like him. Wow, that does sound friendly. Yeah, yeah. I, I told yeah. you. You didn't believe me, did you? <laughs> no. You should hear it on CD as opposed to download. Oh, okay. Mm, it's amazing. Except the CD player, the CD gets stuck in my uh, player in my truck. Oh, that's so another we'll story. Have, we'll have all those guys on in uh, a few minutes. But first, we're going to talk with Joshua Friedman about this Crew Me Up app. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. I think it's a great and idea. This is an app. Um, how many times have you been in a location that um, on a film and you suddenly need to fill a crew position mm -hmm. at the last minute and you don't know how to find somebody? You know, maybe a guy knows a guy. Maybe you post on Mandy or something and try to find some random person. Well, this is an app that lets you do that um, quickly and you can find people uh, in the film business around you. And it is a new app. It has just started. Um, he's still signing up people for it. And so we're talking to Joshua Friedman. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and bring him out. Joshua Friedman is a New York-based producer, author, entrepreneur who started as a production assistant on a small show that you might know called Law and Order. Have you heard of that for us? I've heard of that. I, I've heard of it. I've never watched yeah. it. I've never watched I'm sorry. <laughs> I watched it way too much, actually. Really? <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, my. I I hardly watch television, and, and yet I love it. So Joshua is the author of Getting It Done, the ultimate production assistant guide. Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank of you. Of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What, what's a PA, Josh? Uh, a PA is a production assistant, and in the sense that we're talking about here, uh, they are a support team for the assistant directing and logistics department on a film set. What? <laughs> no, that, that that was highly technical. But um, what, what? So, what is a uh, for people who don't know what production assistants do? Um, what's a what would be like a day a day in the life of a production assistant? A day in the life, or on an, uh, an average, you know what it, they do. I know they do a lot, but uh, maybe maybe you can um, put it in a nutshell for people. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, you know, when I started in uh, in two thousand seven, I had a boss that turned to me and he said, "You earn your money with your legs and your lungs, mm -hmm. so walk fast and talk hard." <laughs> it means we move people, we don't move things, and we facilitate communication. Um, that that's pretty much the big part of it. And then as far as everybody else knows, we stand on street corners and we protect sets and we move actors around and we set background and we do all the fun things that make a movie cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I can relate. I stood next to a, uh, an HMI light one time for about uh, five hours, just standing there <laughs> out on a street corner 
uh-huh. and people are like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, my job. <laughs> so it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So uh, talk about your book a little bit uh, and then we want to talk about your app. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so like I said, I started on Lone Order Criminal Intent back in 2007 as a walkie PA. And as the season progressed, I started to learn other things. And there was a thing called a background PA. And that was the guy that was in charge of all the extras, kind of checking them in, getting them through hair, makeup and wardrobe, and then putting them on set. And you walk through the squad room and then make an L so you're going to turn right. You make a J, hook back around, do that in a loop. And so we got to creatively be part of the process. And as I learned that, I became the background PA for, uh, for the following season. And then I had a lot of time on my hands and there were a lot of new PAs coming in and all these guys were asking me the same questions over and over again about what's a lockup? How do you do this? What is second team? What do these things mean? And I got really tired of repeating myself. Mm -hmm. So I just wrote it down figuring I'll hand these guys like a 50 page pamphlet. And if you have any questions past that, let's talk because I love details. I love getting involved in it, but I, I just can't do it over and over again. So as I was doing this, um, you know, I don't know if you know, but in television, we have alternating episodes. So we'll have one director who's shooting an episode while another director is prepping an episode. And so one of the assistants to one of the directors was uh, was looking over my shoulder as I was typing this thing up. And they're like, have you checked out Michael Weesey Productions? I mean, they might be interested in something like this. Um, and so I reached out to, uh, to Ken Lee and... Uh, and the company, and after finding out that they didn't have anything like this in their library, we uh, we put it together. Nice, nice, and they are the uh, go-to guys for filmmaking books, no doubt. Absolutely. This is a similar story uh, story to a man named Mike Yuva, who wrote the Grip book. He was a grip on sets, <laughs> and the story's the same. Like he, you know, yeah, he, he got sick yeah. of answering questions. Uh, so that's fascinating. <laughs> You're you're trying to get him on the show, aren't you? That's that's what this is all oh, about. Yeah, we'll get Mike on the show one day. <laughs> it was a great plug. <laughs> oh well, but it's the, when you're telling me the story, I'm like, I'm thinking of Mike. Like, yeah, this is how he uh, he made a little pamphlet, and then now it's a big thick book that you can get if you want to be a grip. So there are you know, and these books weren't out there. Like you say, you wish you had a book like this, and and mm-hmm. you've created it. Uh, same idea with the grip book. Tell us your story about the uh, the SWAT van. Do you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely do. Um, okay. It was really embarrassing, and I actually cried afterwards. <laughs> uh, so it was my second week on set. And uh, and so we're shooting a scene around the corner from Chelsea Pier, which is where our stage is. And the second second AD says, I need you to go to location two, which was like two or three blocks away. I need you to find the SWAT van. And I need you to make sure that it's ready and standing by so that when we move over there in an hour and a half, that thing's good to go. And I just have to load the background in. I'm like, I got it. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm here. I can do it. I got this. I go to the next location. I'm looking everywhere. I don't see a thing. No van, no nothing. So I do a circle around the block. And I don't know if you know, but uh, across from Chelsea Pier, there's a prison. And... uh, and so I see a van and it's got bubble lights and it's got a cage inside and it's got police written across the side and it's up on the curb and it's got four police cruisers um, blocking it in. So in all my wisdom, because I'm going to make this happen, I get on the walkie talkie on channel one, which is a no, no for people without responsibility. <laughs> and I just say, Hey guys, so uh, I found the SWAT van and it's blocked in. Uh, I think we might need a tow truck to get it out. 
and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and locations is screaming on channel one. And the first AD is going, what the fuck? Sorry. Uh, what the heck is going on? And so uh, <laughs> as this is all happening, 45 minutes of chaos ensue. Producers get involved. And finally, the prop department, who normally stays on channel four, comes on to channel one and goes, hey, guys, just want to let you know the, uh, the van just landed. We're about to dress it. So you were the bad a different guy. van, a, a totally different van. Yeah. So I was looking at an actual police van and uh, oh, they had ordered a 15 pass that they were going to then put SWAT on the side of. <laughs> oh no. Oh, so it was just a regular yeah. old van that, that uh, arrived. Nothing exciting. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and man. you know, it's movie magic. So, so once you get inside, they put a little fake cage in there they put the bubble lights on top and you never know that it's a 15 pass. They ordered from the local, uh, Hertz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Getting yelled at on the set. Nothing worse. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you take your licks and then, uh, then you learn. How many years ago was this? Uh, God, this was 11 years ago. So, so you were relatively new, obviously, uh, getting on oh, channel one. Literally two weeks. Ah, oh, you got a story two weeks in that you can tell for the rest of your life. Uh, I had a story one day in. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you know what a fire watch is? Um, no, I, I kind of know what it is in the Marines, but not what it is in the uh, movie business. So on a film set, if you walk away from the gear, say the crew takes a break for lunch. Yeah. Somebody has to fire watch the equipment to make sure nothing burns down while the house is empty. Oh, okay. So... I was on Firewatch on my first day on Law and Order on Coney Island, and we had a bucket of gold coins, which was really just like a plastic Home Depot bucket with a layer of foam and then one layer of gold coins on top. Mm-hmm. But I'm Firewatching the thing. Some guy picks up the bucket and starts running down the beach. Well, I'm not going to lose it on my Firewatch, so I chase him down the beach and tackle him for the gold coins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, uh, and that was day one. Man. So you got stories right off the bat, right out of the mm-hmm. gate. That's it's history. It's amazing. So your book came out in 2011. Is that That's right? Correct. Um, so actually, I started writing it in 2009, and uh, it didn't hit the market until 2011. The cover is uh, just makes you want to look at it with the tornado on it and the guy with the <laughs> camera, and and then of course the cup of coffee hanging out in there. Like, oh, let me get your coffee. I know there's a tornado, but that's what a PA does. There's a well, tornado. We focus on the important things during the chaos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, could you talk about your app? Absolutely. Um, so th- this, this has been kind of a journey over the last decade and it started with working as a PA and understanding what was missing from the production education and that led to the book. And then as I was going out and assistant directing, I started producing more. Um, I've actually got a movie coming out in September with David Spade and James Earl Jones called Warning Shot. And the experiences from that on every single movie that, that I do, I turn to my producing partners and I go, man, we got to replace a crew member. And I wish I had an app that would just tell me who's available. I can't keep making you know, 100 phone calls to hire 10 people. I don't have the time or the energy for this. And out of that problem and out of that need came this app called Crew Me Up. You, you are a man who sees the problem and comes up with the solution. That's the goal. I love it. So, well, you know, uh, the book is called Getting It Done. So we got to follow that mantra. Which is available at? MWP.com. And uh, how do you get the app? How can people check that out? Um, so you can go onto iTunes and you can download the app 
or you can see what we're about and check out the interface at www.crewmeup.com. And you were saying that it's only on iPhone, right? But you're you're working on an Android. Yep. Currently, it's available uh, on iTunes for iPhone only, but we, uh, we're partnering with film festivals and we are going to launch in October at ITV Fest, uh, which takes place in Vermont. We're going to launch our Android side there. What are some of the features of the app? Um, so what's going to happen is you're going to sign up and have you guys used the uh, the Airbnb app? Yeah, no, I haven't personally. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how it has that hosting side and the travel side? Right. Yeah. We've got two sides to this app. There's the hiring side and there's the crew side. So you're going to sign up and create a profile, one for each side of the app. On your crew profile, you're going to have your IMDb link. You're going to have a resume if you want to upload, a website link. You're going to be able to put together an availability calendar so people can look at your profile and instantly know, yes, they're available and I can offer them a job or no, they're not available and I don't have to waste my time. You've got a favorites list. So I've got guys that I call first and foremost. And the first thing I want to know is, are you available? So I just click my favorites button and with a red, green, or yellow dot, I can instantly see their status. Wow. That sounds so ingenious and so so <laughs> simple yet. Why wasn't this done before? Because I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, that's just awesome. It's uh, the, the, just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, the instantaneousness of it all, you know, that, that's well, what I love. Have you used like Mandy.com or Craigslist or any of those? Oh, yeah. 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 The system works. It's I'm going to post something. People are going to respond over time. I'm going to get back to them once I review their materials. And like that just takes such a pain in the ass. And it's a guessing game. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, you could have somebody the same day. Uh, not theoretically. But that's what we do. Or that's Fact, actually what actually. you do. <laughs> you literally click the button on someone's profile, pick the days you want to make an offer for, tell them information about the job, and send an availability check. That's so how cool. long has this been out? Uh, we launched about two months ago. Okay. So brand new. We got about 200 users in the app so far, and we're slowly growing. You're just a busy guy. Are you ever home? <laughs> uh, actually, I spend a lot of time at home. It's actually a great life. Oh, good. Awesome. Um, yeah. Monday is my planning day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my work days. And I work for four hours in the morning. And then everything else is just a response to the work that I've done for the rest of the day. Friday is a follow-up day and the weekends are mine. Wow. Perfect. Living the dream. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah, Took uh, 34 well, years to figure out. Yeah. Well, that's nothing Nothing worthwhile is easy. I think I read yeah, that exactly. on a tea bag. We're talking with Joshua A. Friedman. He's the author of Getting It Done, the ultimate production assistant guide. He's also the creator of this new app called Crew Me Up. It's amazing. And I think, Joshua, I think there's a lot more to talk to you about. So we'd love to have you back on the show sometime. Thanks for joining us today. No, it's my pleasure, and I'd be happy yeah. to come on anytime. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joshua. Of course. I'll we'll talk to you guys soon. When we come back, it's Save the Cat in audiobook form. We're going to talk to the team behind this new audiobook. It's amazing. You can put it in your car, and you can listen to, uh, you can learn about screenwriting while you're driving. <laughs> That's one thing Alfred Hitchcock was really good at, creating suspense with a camera. 
For the last couple of years, I've been teaching Hitchcock suspense techniques at festivals like Buffalo, St. Louis, Palm Springs, Los Angeles. Filmmakers are learning easy tricks for building suspense that are so easy to implement. Now there's a way for you to get access in my new book, Suspense with a Camera. It's available in bookstores now. And don't miss our free docuseries on YouTube called Hitch 20. So we were talking in the break about uh, this wax cylinder idea. I, I think they should bring that back. I think they should have a USB uh, uh, adapter for wax cylinders. Uh, for wax cylinders. Yeah, or even wire recorders. A USB wire recorder. <laughs> you know, we can really go back in time. <laughs> oh, oh my! <man. laughs> Techie humor. <laughs> this is. This is sad, but no, but actually a pretty good idea, you know, a wax cylinder in your truck, in your vehicle, um, you know, forget about that, you know, OnStar stuff. We're, we're just, we're going to <laughs> wax cylinders. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of, uh, I used to, uh, I actually studied audio in college and there was this old professor, um, which was this expert in audio, uh, um, uh, what do you call it uh, when they transfer audio from one form to another, like from CD to oh. or from tape to CD? So restoring old recordings okay. is what he yep. was good at. And he told us that um, all the research has been done and the absolute best way to preserve a song through history so that it doesn't get lost mm-hmm. is to actually print out the code Onto paper. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And you know, yes. Yeah, but but think about that. It how things lost. I, you know, it's like there on paper. If you can, if you can preserve the paper, all the information's there. But yeah, acid-free paper, please, because uh, if you don't use acid-free, <laughs> it'll yellow. <laughs> well, we're going the other way today with Save the Cat, which started out as a book mm-hmm. and is now an audio book. So. We have uh, the folks from Dreamscape with us now. That's right. We got from Dreamscape Media, we have Michael Ola, who is the audio acquisitions man. We have Eric Black, who is the audio editor and engineer. And Amanda Heilman, who is in charge of marketing. Welcome to the show, Michael, Eric, and Amanda. Thank you. How's it going? All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the process of creating an audio book, and we're primarily focused on Save the Cat, the last book on screenwriting that you'll ever need. It's one of the first screenwriting books that I've ever, that I know of that's on an audio book format. So could you guys talk about that a little bit, how you acquired that book and the process involved? Yeah, that falls to me. I'm the audio acquisitions guy. So it's up to me to pick the books that we publish in audio. And what I found interesting is that the sequel to Save the Cat is available on audio, but the original Save the Cat never was. Uh, so that was one of the first things that caught my attention. If, you know, the sequel's in audio, why not have the first one in audio? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because the sequel did so well. Yes. Um, Save, Save the, the Cat, cat strikes, strikes Back. Strikes Back, exactly. Yeah. So that's what first caught my attention. Secondly, with all the content 
producers out there, Netflix, Hulu, Apple, all the cable channels, all the major studios, film writing, I think, is an important thing happening these days. Mm -hmm. And training for film writing um, is is important because of all the film writing that's going on and filmmaking that's going on. Um, So I felt like just at a basic level, there'd be a fair amount of demand for a book that would help film writers. So that was another another reason behind acquiring this title. And then the print book is just a perennial bestseller. That's a great indicator of how the audiobook will potentially do. If the book's selling like crazy, the audio will too. So that, you know, also caught my attention. How is the book available? I know it's available <clears throat> as CDs, but is it also digital download and all of that? Yep, anywhere audiobooks are sold, Audible, iTunes, on CD, Amazon, Amazon, of course, um, through your public library. That's a big place to get audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to me to pick the book. And then I hand it off to Eric, who is our audio technician. And he, mm-hmm. he does all the casting and audio editing. Yeah, so sure. Once once Mike, uh, this is Eric here. But uh, once Mike picks out these books and he says, you know, Eric, now you go make us a, a good book. Make us proud. And how do you do that? Well, for well, obviously, um, after reading a little bit of the book, determine what kind of uh, voice we're looking for. Obviously, like a horror book is going to get a different treatment than a children's book. Mm-hmm. Something like this nonfiction, Save the Cat. The writing's really good in it to begin with. There's a lot of humor and things. So mainly, I just wanted to make sure we had a narrator that had enough personality to get that humor across, but also is you know transparent enough to let the words kind of speak for themselves. And um, I thought this was a no brainer. I went with George Newbern, who is in my opinion, one of the greatest uh, narrators out there. He's just a really likable and charismatic voice. He's got this really kind of casual tone that makes all this information really accessible because in nonfiction, it can be feeling like, you know, they're throwing a lot of information at you. Yeah. And I don't know, just for some reason, while he's reading it, I feel like I'm retaining it and, and absorbing all the information really well. I found and his then, pacing was really good and his inflection made it interesting because he didn't overdo it. He didn't over-dramatize during the book, but he knew where to throw inflections to, to make you retain it and make you enjoy it. Yeah, another challenge is sometimes where these nonfictions, they kind of feel like they, they're going on and you, know, you, you, can, you stand the chance of losing a listener mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's a little monotone or... You know, if there's not that little bit of personality in there, if it doesn't sound interesting to the reader, certainly, you know, yeah. it's not going to sound <laughs> too interesting to the listener. And on, on the other hand, it can be over the top. It can be overdone. Yeah. And George finds a nice balance right in the middle. Yeah. And uh, you said likable. That That's what I get when I hear his voice. It's, it sounds like a guy just like, hey, I'd love to sit down, hang out, and have a beer with this guy. You know, Absolutely. Just, that's what I got out of the book. How do you uh, contact these guys? Like he's not just some guy off the street. Yeah. Well, the narrators tend to find me. <laughs> There's a lot of people. Now, George is someone who Dreamscape uh, has been working with well before I came to the company. Actually, I think Mike maybe was the first one to contact him. Yeah. Or he contacted you. I'm not yeah. sure. You know, a handful of years before I even started. But uh, yeah, he is. I mean, George obviously has been in the industry for. 30 year film industry and, and television for 30 years. And I don't know how long he's been doing audiobooks, but he's, he's well suited for it. So a lot um, of actors and actresses 
tend to move over into fields like this, uh, such as oh, audio yeah. books. And uh, even though this is a filmmaking book, it's also done. He He's a man who understands the process of filmmaking. And, uh, he's in the biz. Oh, yeah. And I he's think that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So now we have uh, our raw tracks recorded. What do you do with them, Eric? Oh, well, next is just a long process of editing and, um, and, you know, quality checking. So we do a lot of that in house. We also work with uh, just a number of independent and freelance editors and proofers out there. Mm -hmm. So once the raw audio comes in where we do an edit and a proofing track, you know, matching, making sure each word is exactly how it's written in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, editing awkward pauses, deep breaths, clicks and pops, all sorts of mouth noises you didn't know existed yes. until you hear them recorded with a nice microphone up close. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, once it's all edited, uh, we send a round of pickups to the narrator. That's anything that needs to be re-recorded. Mm-hmm. Those get edited back into the tracks, and then we do a uh, final quality control pass and uh, just make sure everything's good. If it isn't, we we fix it again, whether that's more pickups or more editing. And from then uh, it's, it's ready to go out into the world. All right. And then that's where Amanda grabs it, right? Yes. That's she correct. starts running. Let's hear what you do with the book. Now, once we have a CD and digital tracks. Well, then it depends on if it's physical or digital. Cause obviously with uh, physical marketing, you have to plan for um, pre-orders and go through the process of print and uh, ship ship time so that can take four to six weeks out but digital as we know in the digital world it's more uh you know faster get it now access so but with save the cat the honestly the majority of the marketing for this book was done Um, save the cat by blake snyder uh it sells itself just like uh, Mike had mentioned, it's in its 24th printing and it's the number one selling book on Amazon among screenwriting manuals. To have it on audio and to market it was just about putting the message out there that the great title is finally available on audio. This brand, you know, as everyone knows, it has such a huge following and with, with the popularity of audiobooks on the rise, you know, I believe we just had to get, you know, tap into those listeners yeah, so like I said, I'm with marketing. I wear several hats when it comes to the digital, the physical, and the retail side. So that's what we do on the marketing side. How do you know how many physical copies to make? I mean, that must that must seem like a like a crapshoot kind of. We have a print-on-demand shop here, so we print whenever an order comes in. I, so I we're pretty ni- pretty nimble when it comes to that. The CD market is slowly declining so we're very conservative with cd sales mm-hmm. not many people are buying and listening to cds uh, yeah. it's just so clunky yeah well you can pull it up on your smartphone these days yeah. and and here's any book i want why would you want to carry around you know 16 cds to listen to one book because <laughs> uh us us guys uh like me are still stuck on the cds <laughs> i got the cd and i was like, and you know what and the funny thing is, is i'm i've just before I did this, I went to pop my CD out of the truck and it got stuck in there. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is why people don't use oh. CDs. Oh, <laughs> we do get those calls that they're missed, they've lost the disc or, you know, the disc has been scratched. And yep. before they take it back to the library, can they get a replacement? And, yep. it, you know, it's still, you know, it's still a, a demand for that as well. But, yep. yeah, we're we're seeing it shift to the digital side. Yeah, yeah, it's probably, probably best that way. That doesn't get stuck inside any machine. It just kind of hangs out there. How can people get the uh, book? 
Audible is probably the number one spot mm-hmm. where people are finding the book. Audible, Amazon, iTunes. DreamscapeAB.com. <laughs> um, they might, they might want to check their local library to see if they have the digital platform Hoopla. That, that yeah. they can they can get it for free there if their library has that. Okay. And can people get a hold of you guys if they wanted to? Absolutely. Absolutely. How yep. would they do it? You could start with info at dreamscapeab.com. Okay. And that will get to our office. We'd be happy to hear from folks. Okay. We love, we love feedback. Or just our website has um, any way to contact us, which is www.dreamscapeab.com. Yep. Okay. Dreamscape AB, audio book, I assume the AB stands for. Mm-hmm. See, see how smart I am? <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. I want to thank you guys for uh, joining me on the podcast today. Uh, Michael, Eric, and Amanda. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yes. You know, maybe we should uh, have a wax cylinder version of the podcast. That that would be cool. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and take orders for that. So yeah. if you're interested in a wax cylinder, send us an email. All right. What happens if we get orders for these things? <laughs> what are we going to uh, do? I don't know. You know, I'm not going to get hey, orders. You know what? If somebody orders one, I will find a way. I will find oh, a no. way. Don't say that. Okay. Too late. I just did. <laughs> I just did. The Get Real Indie Filmcast is a production of Borges Networks, 2018.